Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how you doing? Hola, how you doing? What are we doing? Why are we here? It's not the normal day we do this. Help, I'm scared. Sunday is supposed to be my relaxed day, Pete. Why are you here? Why are you in my ears? <laughs> Get out. I don't know, Chris. I'm scared. I, d- I, I went in the wrong door in the onsen. It's just confusing. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we have some good news. As of now, Pete and I have decided to take the Abroad in Japan podcast to twice weekly, starting on Sundays and Thursdays. The reason being, the podcast has, it's just doing well. It's doing better than I think we ever thought it would, to be honest. Isn't that right, Pete? Mm. I'm not exaggerating. Yes. I'm, I'm scared by its popularity. <laughs> And we've always we've always got so many messages and stories and comments and questions in the fax machine. There's already so many topics and news and things to discuss. And I feel like it's just fun. I feel like we, we have the time to set aside every week to be able to do one more podcast a week. Uh, and I've spoken to a few people and just I got the vibe that a lot of people want it. So mm. twice a week. What do you reckon? <laughs> that's what's happening i mean so we usually record uh on a uh, it doesn't matter when we record but we put out a show every single wednesday evening at uh, 10 p.m gmt uk time uh that's mm. certainly how i schedule it anyway but if we um but you're going to be hearing uh, us on uh, on a sunday night as well uh at uh, 10 p.m uh, so that's when you're going to be looking out for your first dose of the uh of the abroad japan podcast every week if indeed you regard the start of the week as being a sunday i personally don't on. I, I I think it's a stupid idea, uh, and I resent the fact that we're, we're forced into it um, because the Sunday is a day of rest. Let me start the week on a Monday like a normal person. Um, so you're going to get twice as much of Bron Japan uh, every week. Um, we're going to try and do some some different stuff, chat to some different people. Chris is going to be out and about. We, it, it's going to be exciting. Um, so look out for that. Um, it's it's all good news. Uh, no bad news. No downsides. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with the show, how can they get in touch with the show, Chris? As always, ladies and gentlemen, abroad in Japan podcast at gmail.com. Send everything there. And now that we're doing twice a week, we can get through more stories. We can answer more questions. It's going to just be a lot of fun. And I'm looking forward to it. Pete's looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Shall we start the show? 
<laughs> we sound like we've got a gun to our head. I sound like we've been forced to do this, but no, we've, we've taken a long time to think about this and uh, we're really looking forward to it. But without further ado, yeah. let's dive into this week. What's going on? Well, you might recall a few weeks ago, ladies and gentlemen, we did talk about sake, having a LeBron Japan range of sake. And I'm pleased to announce while we don't have an LeBron Japan sake range just yet, if it does come out, let's face it, it's going to be Christmas. We've got some interesting ideas from you guys, ideas on how we can actually develop this range. And the first one is from Jake in England. And he says, dear almighty Chris and Pete, I like to think I'm the only almighty one there, not Pete. Yeah. I've been an avid listener to the podcast for two years now on my travels to university. Since listening to last week's podcast about Chris having his own brand of alcohol, I thought it might be a good idea to name it a booze in Japan in order to keep the logo and colour scheme. A subsidiary of a broad Japan that provides only the finest in beverages. You could have collectible cards hidden under the label with all of the previous guest faces on so everyone can search for the elusive ultra ultra rare Natsuki card. Many thanks, Jake from England. What do you reckon, Pete? A booze in Japan. Sounds like I would very much like to know um how long between the release of the show that we mentioned about you making your own sake um and that email coming in. Because to be quite frank, Jake, a booze in Japan, it sounds like you spent the grand total of two seconds thinking about that. Oh shots fired at Jake. Poor old Jake. I think it's Poor all old right. Jake. Oh, that's clever. I'm with I'm with Jake. Chris, I'm, I'm not being funny, mate. The, the, the last last week's show ended with me accusing a man of murder. Um, so I think me saying that he, a blog didn't think very hard and long about the naming of uh, of some kind of alcohol probably, d- out of all of my misdemeanours, at the end of a very, very long list of problematic <laughs> ones. <laughs> I like the idea of the collectible cards. That's good. I mean, yes. that's, that's ultra rare. What is, what's Pete? Ultra rubbish. I <laughs> I'm a beer mat. I'm just a big soppy beer mat. Pete the soppy beer mat. Um, yeah. There's another one though, and let's let me run this past okay. one. Uh, this right. one past you. It's Mikey from London. Uh, it says, "Hello, Chris and Pete. Hope you're both well. Looking after yourselves. Long time listener." Uh, and my response in response to the sake range from last week's podcast, it should be nat sake. Nat sake. Yes, uh, it's clever. It's like half Natsuki, half sake, and it should be advertised as having smoky notes to fit in with Natsuki's love of cigarettes. On the back of the bottle, where the description and ingredients are located, it should merely state alcohol taste 50-50, sake taste 45. When you inevitably take this multi-million pound idea and run with it, all I ask is to be sent a bottle. Mikey from London. And of course, the 50-50-45 references to the first video with Natsuki, where he reviews cheese and onion flavoured crisps. And I say, what's the flavour like Natsuki? And he says, cheese taste 50-50. Onion taste, 45, which remains the greatest <laughs> review of any crisps ever by a Japanese person. But nat- Natsuke, yeah. <laughs> Natsuke, <laughs> that sounds quite incriminating. What do you think of that, yeah. Pete? Does that, does that tick your boxes? Well, I mean, uh, just before we started the podcast, we're going to be doing um, uh, listener suggestions for what we should call the abroad in Japan booze. Um, and I, su- I suggested Natsuke uh, almost immediately. So obviously I'm on board with this idea, and it did take me two seconds like the, the previous email. So um, it does sound a bit like Nutsack, uh, and I don't think you really wanted to be uh, reminded of a gentleman's uh, testicle uh, or, or both of them at any point when you're bit. drinking um, sake. There, there are some um, craft ale manufacturers um, who, because I think you can get, you can make yeasts 
or start uh, i don't know how it works from anything and I, mm. I think i read once about this guy who had started a beer brew um using the bacteria found in his own beard um and oh and he God. saw that like that it was like he, he was a master brewer and he said he could make a, a, a starter yeast out of anything, uh, and he used it out of his own beard. Um, I don't know why he thought that was a good marketing technique. I don't know well, why he thought that that would cut through. It well, did. It's cut certainly through, memorable, isn't it? it? It's certainly memorable. But like, like, you may sake. as well just say, "I've I've pissed in every fifth bottle of beer. Have a drink. Like it's just not a thing you want. It's just, it's just not what I want out of my beer. So yeah, terrible idea. Uh, but I like the idea of uh, not starting it, and especially the smoky notes. I don't think I've ever tasted sake with uh, with, with smoky nuts, um, and I'm enjoying the idea yeah. of it. Mm. Never had sake with. I like that. I think that could be the ultimate yeah. PR coup, though. Have have a nut sake. <laughs> oh, I don't want to say that word anymore. Bloody hell! And then, but there you go. And then there would be like a Tokyo-based kind of a lost in translation situation where Natsuki is this old uh, man who's who's advertising his his whiskey uh, or his sake, and he meets a, a young Scarlett Johansson. Oh. It's- <laughs> We're breaking up his relationship. <laughs> For relaxing times, make it nutsacky times. Perfect. <laughs> the ultimate advert. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Continuing the theme of weird things of that vein, this week uh, they've had the elections in Tokyo, right? They're electing a new mayor of Tokyo, I think, a new assembly member of Tokyo's Kit Award, uh, actually. Um, so it's all heating up in Tokyo, and I feel sorry for folks in Tokyo who are having to endure all the vans going around with people oh, screaming and so shouting. Uh, yeah, I know, right. For those of you that don't know, when it comes to politics in Japan, nobody really cares. There's a lack of engagement. So one thing they do to try and get people on board is run around driving these trucks, uh, playing like loudspeakers, incredibly loud and deafening everyone in their neighbourhoods. Like you, you'll be at home on your sofa having a nice cup of relaxing nutsake and you'll hear vote for Takeshi Sato vote for Takeshi Sato he's brilliant he's amazing he's great and they'll do it like full volume it's like they're in the bloody room with you and it's horrible and that is what Tokyo is like right now but they've had some interesting candidates this year uh, (laughs) who have done some rather weird things not too dissimilar from the UK I think we have uh, is it Lord Buckethead is one of the political characters yeah. in the UK. There, there, there's the a long-standing, right? um, there's a lot long-standing tradition uh, in uh, a lot of uh, the uh, the by-elections and the elections in in um, in the UK where they'll have like a joke candidate. You get them in, in America right. and pretty much everywhere, um, yeah. and you get a joke candidate. And the Monster Raving lo- Looney Party was the one uh, that used to run against uh, um, yeah. the, the 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 big. <clears throat> if there's like a a, a Tory or, or Labour frontbencher or even Lib Dem frontbencher who um, is who might lose their seat or they're they're up for election or re-election. Um, that's usually where um, a candidate, a weird candidate, will be run because it will be it's humorous to see. I don't know, Lord Buckethead, um, who was one of the more notable ones last time. Um, mm. You know, standing next to Theresa May, who obviously has to re, 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 reapply and and and, and, and and get reelected. It's fantastic. It's a it's a wonderful quirk of of the electoral process. Um, you know, I, I I stayed up quite late last night um, watching um, the John Stewart film um, Irresistible, uh, which. Um, was released on on, on YouTube and um, and it, it's all about how shit and broken and and gerrymandered 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 the um, 
the, uh, the 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 whole electoral processes with mayors and and and, and the and the jurisdictions in in America mm. and stuff, and 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 that's the more destructive part of it. But a man with a bucket on his head talking about um, coming from space more interesting. So so this is basically what we're talking about. Am I right in saying? Correct. We're talking about how <laughs> one of the best yeah. parts of democracy is having a wacky candidate on stage who has to be given airtime, right? And there's been two rather interesting candidates that have come forward. The first one is a guy that always pops up, apparently. His name's Teruki Goto. And everyone who is a registered candidate is required to have airtime by the public broadcaster, NHK. And I don't know if I want to encourage you to go and look at the video of this guy. But he, he's on NHK and he's wearing nothing but soiled underwear, running around on screen, simulating oral sex. And somehow he got away with it without them censoring it, from what I understand and from what I saw. Uh, and that's what he does. And he's just, just, it's rather appalling to watch, but it's kind of captivating and surreal. I was surprised by this. Like I didn't think Japan had this kind of wacky element. You think Lord Buckethead is mental, a guy with a bucket on his head, seeing a guy a fully grown adult man wearing a nappy that's been soiled and simulating oral sex on Japanese television is not a normal situation, but it seems to have worked. And during no. the mayor, the mayoral run in 2015, when he was being uh, trying to be elected last time, he designed a poster that somehow managed to meet the kind of stringent layout rules. Um, you have to lay out the photo in a certain way, but he did it in such a way that ticked all the boxes on the guidelines where he's able to stand fully nude, brandishing a samurai sword. And it is insane. Like, you've got to check this guy out. His name is uh, Teruki Goto. But just type Tokyo Candidate Naked Television and it will come up and you can see the horrors within. Did you actually see it? Have you checked it out? I, I, I watched it I, and, and sent it to everyone I knew. Um, <laughs> the, the, the fascinating thing um, with the system over there, obviously they have a public bro- broadcast system uh, like us over here in the BBC, mm. and we are um, duty-bound to uh, the BBC, and I think all of the channels, in fact, on, on terrestrial uh, television, are duty-bound to um, um, publish uh, or broadcast at least a party political um, broadcast. So, so they give over two or three minutes right. um, to um, the leading candidate of, you know, so you'll have Boris Johnson um, or um, in the last one, Jeremy Corbyn doing a direct kind of plea to the to the nation. And, and these have to be run. Um, mm. And these party political broadcasts and, and they just, you know, vote for whoever, vote for, vote for me, vote for my party, vote for what we stand for. Um, NHK in a similar kind of thing, they are required to give everyone running or I guess registered candidates who are over a certain voting level exactly six minutes <laughs> on their television. Like, and they're allowed to say whatever they want. Um, apparently last time there was a guy who came on and he was running on a single uh, issue. Uh, it was a single issue party effectively. Um, the complete abolishment of the licensing fee for the NHK. So li- literally you had a man on a television station talking for six minutes about the abolition of the same television station. It's wonderful. Uh, but oh, this no. guy 
He's in a fucking nappy uh, that's, <laughs> it looks like he's sat on a chocolate digestive. Um, he's a soiled nappy. He's running around. He's t- I think he's got a, a T-shirt at the start that says something about a penis. Um, he, he does, yeah. He's, he's just endlessly having a fucking lovely time. Uh, and, you know, and, 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 and the, the, the BBC, the, the NHK, uh, the highfalutin NHK forced to broadcast it. Fantastic. More of that, please. Definitely. And I mean, there's another candidate who's not quite as bad, um, but has provoked a lot of other controversy. So there's another one, another candidate called uh, Kana Shindor. It's a woman with a, who has been kind of creating these campaign uh, posters where she's naked, except for the Abe, Shinzo Abe's special masks. Um, obviously, we talked about this before. Shinzo Abe sent out face masks to everyone in Japan, which... Right a lot of people felt was unnecessary because they're not a they're not that good they don't seem to fit anyone and b right. you just buy them at the supermarket for cheap um, and in her campaign poster she's using the masks to cover her breasts like a bra and they seem to fit rather well fair play but uh it's a political statement to kind of talk about how uh shinzo Abe's handled the situation at the same time her mission statement is to crush the coronavirus restrictions she says they're kind of unnecessary and they've been taken too far so there's been controversy on two sides there. One, this kind of satirical uh, political statement on Shinzo Abe, and obviously the other side uh, is kind of stirred up controversy. Is it time to get rid of restrictions? And is it time to get rid of restrictions because of a woman wearing some fucking face mask as a bra? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. I'm not I'm not overly enthusiastic at the idea of getting rid of restrictions just yet, given Tokyo is still in a rather precarious situation. It's Numbers have been going up um, at time of recording. They're actually going up again. So I don't know if it's a good idea, but nevertheless, seems to have worked. Get some masks on as a bra. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. At the moment, in um, you were recording a week in advance, and um, in, in recent memory, there were I, th- I think I think it was either anti Black Lives Matter or it was a First Amendment, Third Amendment, mm. whatever the bloody thing is. Um, there was a man and a woman uh, on the st- I think the courthouse steps waving guns around and stuff. Um, I would prefer that um, anti uh, uh, government, uh, you know, anti anti big government uh, protest. I would prefer. A, a woman in a, a crappy bra um, than uh, bra. You know, people, people, a mask bra uh, rather than people waving around automatic weapons. So, look, <laughs> horses for courses, I'd, I'd prefer the booby lady. <laughs> and yeah, click that, put it on the website. Way. And at this time, when, when this bro- when this podcast comes out, the results should be out, I think. So mm. keep an eye out. Yeah. Her name is Kanish Indoor, and just type in bra Tokyo Shinzo Abe hasn't got. She hasn't got a hope in hell. <laughs> no, probably not. I think uh, the current one, Mayor Koike, the one who's currently in power, will probably retake her mm. position. So there you go. Politics in Japan can be fun sometimes. Mm. Believe it or sometimes, not, popular, but only contrary belief. Um, now we turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got this week, Mister Donaldson, in the fax machine? Uh, we have got an email from uh, well, Mick from Vic, Australia. Good day, lads. Just a little story about a trip to the onsen that I wrote, bug it up. Uh, Akakura Onsen Myoko Kogan in Niigata in snow season. Uh, we stayed at this hotel the year before, and I'd been to the onsen every night without incident. So third night back, the next year, after dinner, beers, and then some more back in our room, I thought, you know what? Oh, yeah, it's onsen time. Uh, I wandered down there. Oh, God. I wandered down there and walked in to see only one person up the other end. I washed and after a relaxing soak, got out after 15 minutes to cool down under some cool water. Then I heard a scream. Uh, A woman came flying out of the bath through the steam straight past me and then out the door. I'd gone into the woman's bath. Oh, Oh, dear. I quickly grabbed my clothes, stumbled out the door, and then into the right door when uh, for, where four young Japanese lads looked at me and proceeded to fall about laughing as they'd heard her screaming, then me walk in. Keep up the good work, lads. Uh, just always remember to look at the colour of the curtain before you the, enter the onsen if you've had a few too many. Mick from Vic Australia, um, sex criminal. Oh. Uh, blue, blue men. He's, he's, he's helpfully written blue men, red women. Uh, blue I wrote men, that, Pete. Red. I wrote that. Oh, did you write that? Oh, right. I wrote I thought, that. I thought it was, right. Okay. Good. Right. Fine. Fine. Cool. Oh, we can't. <laughs> we can't allow this to happen again. This is everybody. Everybody's no. like ultimate nightmare. I've oh, done yeah. it before. Maybe I walked the through the curtain into the changing room. Luckily, just as I was turning the corner into the changing room, I clocked I'd done something wrong. I felt like something was off. Right. Um, so it's luckily, I didn't see anyone. Get out of here, Chris. You perfect. <laughs> Nobody saw me. I didn't see anyone, so it was all right. And in my defence, I think that was in the first year, and I've never made that mistake again. So yeah, blue is for men, red is for women. And as we've said in the past, Pete, uh, if you come in Japan, the only two kanji characters you really should learn are men and women, because you can have the same issue, of course, when going into a bathroom. And with a bathroom, you don't have the luxury of having blue or red doors like onsen. So learn those kanji characters and avoid a disaster the same sort of disaster that Mick from Vic made. I mean, um, Mick, got one I from mean, Martin. Mick, can can, can yeah, I just pause for a second? Like, I mean, thinking about obviously, you know, the the, the way of the world at the moment. I mean, where mm. the hell is that going to go with um, 
trans uh, trans accessible bath, bath bathrooms i mean where what does that kind of because um, obviously it's a good question um it's not a, it's not a private uh it's not a private ablution so to speak everyone's completely mm. uh starker so um you know people who identify uh as particular sexes it's it, it um the, the, it will be uh, a political hot potato that obviously mm. uh the japanese um government uh, they're, they're, they're quite right wing i can't imagine anything's going to change uh, soon but i'd be fascinated to hear any um Trans listeners who uh, have, 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 you know, wanted to go to an onsen or experienced an yeah. onsen or, 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 or how they've sort of um, got through it. And I'd love to hear from anybody who's resident in Japan who is who is trans, who who who, who enjoys uh, onsens and, 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 and the I'm not sure um, the things they sure and the things the they have to go through. To, well, I mean, I know what the position would be from uh, the the you know the the, Japanese from, perspective from the Japanese uh, uh, political political class. But uh, uh, is it right? Um, I would say no, but it's, it, it will be a more difficult one, um, you know, because we because there's not a culture of public baths um, in many other places in the world. So interesting, mm. interesting, and, and you know, and, and I've spoken about this before with with like gendered language and stuff. Like, you know, when when people are learning Spanish on the old italkies and stuff, like what are we what are we going to like if we if we're sort of being careful with pronouns? Why do we have gendered language? It's 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 the next twenty to thirty fifty years is going to be bloody interesting and uh, and japan will be the last just, one to certainly japan adapt will be the last one it will be the fucking bolt hole that, that never that never changes for for years and years and years but uh yeah interesting get Intriguing. in touch yeah do do if any of you guys listening have experience in that i would be keen to hear as well for other listeners um we've got one from martin from shropshire although it's spelled shripshire unless Shripshire. there's a place called shripshire we'll go yeah, with that is. i chris and pete have you watched midnight diner on Netflix. There's some newer episodes that seem to have had a production quality boost from some Netflix money and some older seasons that may be a bit more cheaply made. It's set in Shinjuku, um, a Shinjuku diner, and it centres around a master, the owner, and the stories of his regular misfit patrons. It's filmed mainly on a small set and has a kind of written-as-a-play almost kind of feel, but it's a really enjoyable watch for Japanophiles. It also gives the impression of being a window into the subtleties of Japanese culture and social interaction and has a cool ridiculous yakuza in shades so it's a win right there martin from shropshire um shropshire i if for those of you who haven't seen it it's also called shinya shokudo in japanese i've watched a few episodes and it's almost like a meditative experience have you ever seen midnight diner pete i know we've talked about no it no no i've never i i, I always find but I, I i i've seen um the little clips one. of it and stuff and it seems mm. and it seems like like a lot of Japanese, we talked about films last week, but like a lot of Japanese mm. films, um, people, um, you know, when, when dialogue in films, you know, like when, um, uh, God, I'm trying to think, Tarantino would, uh, you know, yeah. he was famous for, for having like gangsters talking about, you know, fucking Big Mac with cheese, you know, Royale with cheese or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, they, these gangsters talking about just life, not big things, uh, just the very, very kind clever. of their own their own culture. Um, I always find like like Japanese like Japanese um, television and Japanese um, drama. People talk about their the the the, the minutia of their lives a lot more, um, and I don't think we do it enough in our kind of um, scripted drama. And I and I presume Shinya Shokudo uh, Shokudo uh, is Shinya Shokudo uh, or Midnight Diner uh, Shokudo uh is yeah it, i i presume that's kind of like the same from what i've seen it's just people right. talking about you know the culture of fucking eating and chopsticks and 
it's a five. <laughs> it's all the thing is, it's all right. I've watched about three or four episodes, and it's about this owner. He opens his bar for midnight. He actually opens at midnight and he closes it at seven p.m. And if you've been to uh, Shinjuku, you'll know it's the last place in Tokyo to typically close, and it is open all night long. People go in and out of host bars and various places, and it's a nice premise. And I like the bar. The cinematography is kind of cool, but. I think it's a little bit tricky because, as you say, the script is a little bit mundane. I think you, you said that in a more poetic way. Mm-hmm. But the script, there is not a great deal of suspense in the episodes that I've watched anyway. Um, it's very – that basically the concept is the master, Sam, the owner, who's very nice. He will cook you anything as long as he's got the ingredients. And in the episode I watched, you think that could be interesting. It could set up some sort of – just bring him in. Well, like the episode I watched, this guy who's kind of an enigmatic – figure is like you can cook me anything and the chef's like i can he's like oh that's an interesting concept okay i want you to cook me a chicken rice <laughs> it's just like <laughs> you could have thought up a more interesting like meal something really challenging uh... and, and he's like can you cook me a chicken rice and the chef's like okay and he just gets some rice and just chops up some chicken and that's, <laughs> that is literally Cut my it. show Cut my fucking show. <laughs> it's so <laughs> basic. Uh, but the shots kind of linger on him preparing the food. And it's kind of cool. Right. It's nice. For me, Midnight Diner is an interesting way to learn Japanese. And I've been using it to practice my Japanese. And it's nice to have on in the background. But I don't feel it has much tension or suspense. And I think yeah. uh, that can go either way. You might like that or you might find it rather boring. But it's worth watching a few episodes. You may like it, you may not. But if you're into food, Japanese culture, uh, if it's it's a Japanophile's dream, as Martin says, so check it out, and it'd be good to hear your thoughts on it, Pete. Maybe have a watch and get us yeah. back, like get back back to us on it. Be keen still, to hear your thoughts. Not with Terrace House, to be honest. Um, uh, is that still going ahead Andy. after the death of Terrace uh, House? No, no, they cancelled it. Um, They've cancelled the it. Incident. Wow. Yeah, really? for this year anyway. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Probably seems like a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Very sad. Very, Absolutely. very sad. Um, hello to Andy. Hi, Andy. He's from Leicester. Love the channel and the podcast equally. But the videos of Peter are especially brilliant. Thank you, Andy. What? Leicester crew. Really? GPC crew representing. <laughs> uh, I lived in Leicester for four years. Um, listened to the podcast's entire back catalogue while I decorated my kitchen. I noticed there was a few times where people would mention a place and Chris would mention having been on a date there because Chris... Is a big slut. Uh, no, I did not write that. Um, so, and I didn't write that either. Uh, so, guys, my question you is: said what's it. the perfect? <laughs> I did say. It. Uh, you, so, guys, uh, my question is: What is the perfect date you would plan in Japan? Interesting. That's a good question. Mm. I yes. would reenact Lost in Translation at a bar, the New York Grill. A very boring cliche, but actually, the New York. I'm an old man, but the New York Bar and Grill. At Park at Park Hyatt, they have a nice jazz evening, uh, pretty much every other night. And someone plays the piano, and you can order overpriced whiskey and pretend you're Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. It's rather fun. But actually, that hotel could be anywhere in the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can do that. You could do that in in any major country in the world. All right, the I would take Park them Hyatt. to Humbe. I'll take them to Humbe, nineteen right. sixties yep. bar where we Can't destroyed be. your mouth with wasabi filled takoyaki. That's what I'd do. Cheap drinks and good food. What about I you? Um, I'd take them to uh, the biggest Starbucks in the world that's near a really big... What's that big oh, bookshop God. that's near, near the biggest Starbucks? There's a massive yeah. bookshop that looks really Na- cool. Nakamegaro. 
I can make it up. It is fantastic. It's a great bookshop and it's got everything in there um, from just whatever you're into. There was a car in there last time I was in there. Just a big fucking car (laughs) in the middle of a bookshop. What's that about? And that is good for a date, is it? Does that make it a date? Yeah, place? a bit, bit there. Get there, have a coffee, and then um, maybe a, maybe a little uh, like get some takoyaki at a street market, and then uh, some beers, and then karaoke, and then see where the night takes you. An S and M club. Re- oh God! <laughs> <laughs> True to Pete's character. I reckon. Um, I, I recommend Odaiba, the island where you can get a really nice night view of Tokyo. It's, you have to go over the Rainbow mm. Bridge, which in itself is rather romantic. You get a taxi or mm. take a monorail, which is a lot cheaper. Wheel. But from there, some good restaurants. You got the um, the Japanese. Uh, what is it? Uh, Statue of Liberty. You've got some sort of weird replica of the Statue of Liberty, and they've got the Gundam robot, which is always fun. So there's some good stuff over there. I recommend Odaiba and Asimo um Speaking of, uh, of of Leicester, where uh, Andy comes from, there there is mm. a uh, also a reproduction of the Statue of Liberty in Leicester. Uh, they've moved it. Yeah, they used to be they used to be on the top. It used to be on the roof of a shoemaker's, I think, back in the day. Obviously, Leicester's famous for um, the, the the rag trade, making making clothes and stuff. Um, and back in the twenties, um, basically, the owner of a uh, tailors or, or certainly a, mm. a, clothes, a clothes maker um, went to New York, came back and could not wait to get started on a small reproduction of the Statue of Liberty. They were that into it. Maybe back then they didn't have, you, you couldn't buy a little one in in a, in, a, in, a, in an airport, a little, a little babby one. So they built their own uh, and they put it on top of the roof. It was near Filbert Street, the old uh, Leicester City ground. Now they've moved to the King Power Stadium. Um, I think the Statue of Liberty is now on a roundabout somewhere. Uh, but oh. yeah, the, the, the Leicester-based Statue of Liberty, uh, their very own America Mura. <laughs> it seems to be. Oh, yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> there seems to be so many Statues of Liberty. Like there's the one in Odaiba. Uh, which I believe is to do with something, the, the friendship between France and Japan. I believe France right. gave it to Japan. Uh, if any of you guys know, let us know. But also, yeah, as you said, America Mura in Osaka, where we had uh, drinks and chatted with folks o- overlooking the America town in Osaka is a Statue of Liberty on a roof. And it's a small Statue of Liberty, but nevertheless, it is a Statue of Liberty. I feel like it's everywhere. It's been overdone. It takes away oh, from the real thing. Done. It doesn't date. Takes away from the main one. Um, we've got one from Farah who says, Hey, Chris and Pete. Uh, well, actually, says, Hey, a Petey and Chris. Hey, a Petey. One's with Hey, Arnold. Can't believe I have my own Japan story to tell. First, long time listener and appreciate the weekly podcasts. Um, I feel like there could be more coolish, coolish discussion, though. Not sure that's a good idea, Farah. Right. Don't Damn encourage right. Pete. Don't encourage him. Okay, so I'm from Australia, Melbourne represent. And on my two-week Japan trip, I visited Nagoya so we could go to the sumo tournament last July. And that's all I did. Nagoya isn't called the most boring city in Japan for nothing. Uh, as my friends and I got our seats, this random Japanese dude behind us insisted we sit according to our assigned seats, even though we were all together. But when in Rome, we had to do it. Agreed. As the matches Agreed. started... Sorry? <laughs> Agreed. I've been to I've been to Newcastle away matches where people just will not sit where they've been assigned. So I'm just kind of like pushed out into the uh, not the gantry, but in, just onto the steps. <laughs> into the gantry, and where, whereby whereby the, the 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 steward is telling me to get off the steps and going, I can't because I I've got my seat, but some a bigger boy's in my seat. So stay in the seat that you've been assigned. If you can't buy a seat together, gutted, unlucky. Get in the seat. 
<laughs> P's right. And if you actually get on yeah. a bullet train, obviously the seats are reserved on a lot of the trains. You've got to stick yeah. by it. We all had an oh, awkward God. situation with Riotaro uh, a couple of months back. We were getting on a train and some guy was just sitting in Riotaro's seat and Riotaro was so angry because we'd been yeah. filming all day. <laughs> and Riotaro was like, you're in my seat. And the guy was like, oh, am I? And he was like really blasé about it. And Riotaro, I've never seen him so angry. And then the guy got up, moved like a row behind into another seat. And then someone else got on and was like, you're in my seat. And he was like, oh, rrr, rrr. so he's, he's, he's not understanding the, uh, he's not understanding the, I mean, there are cars just for non-reserved. He's not understanding that system, is he? Well, they got, yeah. And the guy was Japanese, which made it worse. Yes. Yeah. No excuse. That's very rare. But yeah, they take this sort of stuff very seriously in Japan. Anyway, as the match, the sumo wrestling tournament started going on, the older gentleman started poking me in the back and is essentially waving his hands and pointing at the match booklets in an effort to explain what was going on, who won the wa- who won the matches, and he, of course, hyped us up for the big ones. He does this throughout the day and even buys us all five ice cream sandwiches. What a wow. legend. Five yeah. ice cream sandwiches, no less. As the day's matches come to an end, we wave goodbye to my main man, Yamato, I remember I'm carrying a Polaroid and give him a picture, uh, a group picture of the six of us. One of my favorite Japanese memories. And if I can go on a tangent, since you're already reading this, I want to inform any black listeners that I had a blast in Japan and everyone was extremely friendly. No one was reaching for my hair. I don't remember taking pictures with strangers like in China. Uh, People sat next to me on the train and a a random Japanese dude even brought me a strong zero on my first night. I'll be back to Japan soon. Farah. 24, male, single, single, taught me up, and I'm from Melbourne. Um, there you go. Sexy, sexy Farah. Strong zero um, and ice cream sandwiches. Living the absolute dream. Yeah, <laughs> we, we've got famous. We, we, obviously, we've got a famous um, long-distance runner called More Farah. So I'd very much like to see more of Farah, if that's all right. Um, I'm trying to talk him up because he's single. So anything he's you single. got, Chris? He's young Farah's man. single. Crying out loud. Oh, that's like, what a well, lovely story. I like that a lot. And especially is, a man who is. buys anyone, um, everybody, um, ice cream sandwiches has got to be <laughs> either very evil or very lovely. And I'm going for very lovely this time. <laughs> well, it reminds me of um, the story we had last week of the uh, chap in Fukushima, right? He was running along and then an elderly Japanese man was like, hello, come in my garage. I've got karaoke. And... That to that to this day, this is that's my favourite. I think one of my favourite stories we've had from uh, a stranger being nice. But this is equally as nice. Ice cream sandwiches, strong zero, fantastic. Keep the stories, comments, questions coming into Born Japan Podcast at gmail dot com. We'll be back same time next week to do it all over again, guys. But for now, no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week, and we'll be back next Wednesday to do it all over again. Have a good one. Farewell. production.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 